Just down the street from Friendly Liquors in the Bayview neighborhood of San Francisco, I'm Schmitty, and this is Talkin' Schmidt. Today, I talk to Noel Fiore. Noel is a good friend of mine who has an enormous amount of love for dogs and works as a volunteer at Sacramento Shelter Pets Alive. She's been playing music for many years and recently started her own band, Noel and the Deserters. It's a honky-tonk kind of outlaw country band. My husband Jerry is the drummer. I was always super blocked thinking that I wasn't a songwriter because I was just nervous and shy that I didn't have enough to say or that it had already all been said. But I sat down with myself one day and I'm like, you know what, if you're ever going to do it, it has to be now. Also, I really need to give a big shout out to Sonoma Originals. Shout out. Who over the weekend became the first shop to carry my merch. Big love, Jordan. If you're interested in carrying any gear, email me at talkingschmidt at gmail.com. And if you can't make it to Sonoma, visit our website, talkingschmidt.com. Okay, enough of the plugs. Here's the show. This is Noel, and you're listening to Talking Schmidt. Oh, uh, big dog's in. Schmitty. What do you think, Schmitty? 96 times, Schmitty. Thanks, Schmitty. We on? Schmitty. Talking Schmitty. He's so fucking bitchy. The cherry popper. <laughs> shit my pants, man. Your Rolodex is fucking deep. Are you ready? Come on, Schmitty. I'm here for Greg Smith. Yeah! All right, hello, everybody. I did it. She's here. Tell them what your name is. Hi, Schmitty. Hi, everyone. This is Noel. You finally snagged down a time with me. Sorry I played so hard to get. We had um, headaches. We've had my vacations, broken kingpins. There's been all kinds of things. (laughs) (laughs) Many vacations. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. It's yeah. great to see you. Um, you're only the second person in the Misery Studios here. Oh, really? Yeah, at the home plant here. I feel like it's really cozy here. Yeah, Toad was the other one, so you're in good company. Oh, nice. What's your full name? Noel Kristen Fiore. It used to be Cahill, but I'm married, so I uh-huh. got a cool new last name. And you were born where? I was born in Hollywood, Florida. Were you raised out there? I was there until I was about seven. Okay. And then I had a real wanderlust mother who loved to travel. So we lived in Florida and then upstate New York for a while. And then Lake Havasu City, Arizona. Girls gone wild. Terrible place, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of natural ice at the bottom of that lake. And then New Mexico. Mm. Which is really where I consider that I'm from, because my formative years were there, and I go back there a lot, and I have family, and I love it. Are you like Albuquerque or Santa Fe? Taos. Nice. Yep. That's good. Way up on the mountain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like, I went to the Four Corners, like Colorado. That one, I think you're thinking about is Mesa Verde. Yeah, Yeah, that's Colorado. Okay. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that whole area. Yeah. I actually also lived in Hawaii for a short while, right before I moved here. Which island? Maui. What city? Uh, Kihei. I like Kihei. I was 17, and I just moved from New Mexico with a bunch of friends. 
And I was there for about eight months. I found a place to live on the beach. I met this Brazilian guy who was selling swimsuits, and he's like, yeah, I got a room to rent. <laughs> I lived with this guy named Pablo, um, and I helped him sell swimsuits for a little bit. Right. I just surfed every day and worked at a restaurant at night. I had a fake ID, so I went out a lot. It was cool. How long were you there? I was there for about eight months. You got a favorite beach? Um, Lahaina. That's where I surfed. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I love, we camped it right outside of Lahaina for like 13 days. Oh, wow. Like on a skate trip. They just had built a new skate park in Lahaina. Mm -hmm. um, so we went out right for like the opening and camp. It oh, was rad. so fun. Yeah. What year was that? That was probably like shit. Maybe like seven years ago. Okay. Yeah. I was there, I think, 2000. And then I moved here 2001. Nice. Mm -hmm. What's your relationship with podcasts? I listen to a lot of them. Do you? Yeah. What, what I mean, I've actually taken a little bit of a break because I, I listen to a lot of audible audiobooks now. Mm, same. But um, I'm a commuter. I live in Sacramento, and I come to San Francisco to work every week, so... I listened to a lot of books, and it, for a while it was podcasts, but I just took a, took a break until yours came along. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of the ones you like listening to? Uh, podcasts? Yeah. I love the murder podcasts. Right. Yeah. My favorite murder is cool. It's not my favorite one, but um, let's see. Up and Vanished, like the true crime kind of stuff. Uh -huh. Up and Vanished is a good one. Sword and Scale, but it's really, really creepy. Sword and Scale is gnarly. It's really gnarly. There's some that I just have to turn it off. It's too much for me. Did you do The Man in the Window? Uh-uh. Oh, that man, that was hectic. Really? Yeah. It's like you're in your room. And it looked like somebody was looking at me, and I opened up the blind, and there was someone there. It's oh, like, shit. I love the true crime one. Yeah, I do, too. It's it's obsessive. And then I was listening to the one about the Golden State Killer for a little while. That's so crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened? Wait, that's the one. That's the one? Yeah, I think so. The Man in the Mirror is the Golden State Killer. It was like from Bakersfield up, right? Oh, I think I was listening to a different one. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's the, a popular guy. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> the Ted Bundy one is crazy. Yeah, I haven't heard that one yet. Oh, man. Um, But Ted Radio Hour is one of my favorite ones. I like that one. It's like Ted Talks, but um, a lot of Ted Talks on one certain subject that they'll tell a couple of different ones uh -huh. during one podcast. Uh -huh. And then I started listening to Young Charlie the charlie manson story oh i need that it's pretty crazy um because i just saw that once upon a time in hollywood I have you seen too. it i love it it was so good it was so good who are your favorite characters i really like brad pitt actually yes you know um i heard that bruce lee's family was a little upset i heard that too and i get it but i also get that it's tarantino so yeah. i was kind of like yeah you expect a little absolutely we left the movie and we're like that's how you should feel leaving a movie. Yeah. This was a great flick. It was a great, great movie. My favorite character was obviously Brandy. Uh. <laughs> if you know me, you know why. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he did a really good job. I love, you know, how he turned the story around. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. No spoilers here, but kids, get out there and see it. You gotta see it. It's super good. <laughs> Brandy's the best. Have you listened to some of these podcasts that I do? Oh, yeah. Really? I've listened to a lot of them, actually. Yeah? Eric Shea? Eric Shea was great. Mm. I loved that one. He's such an amazing storyteller. He is. I mean, him and I have spent a lot of time together through, like, music. And when I, 
used to skate back in the day. Yeah. I skated a lot with Eric, and we'd just, like, pile in his van and go all over the place huh. in the Bay Area. And, like, he's just so funny. He tells yeah. the best stories. He does. Yeah. He has a really good way of putting things. He sure does. When did you get into skateboarding? Um, let's see. I was 25. Was it out here? It was here. A friend of mine gave me my first skateboard. It was a little zip singer. Really? Yeah. And he was like, I was like, yeah, I've always been interested in skateboarding. I pushed around when I was a kid a little bit on the street, but I was always fascinated by it and I wanted to learn. Um, And I surfed when I was younger, so it just seemed like it would make sense. So he took me to Pacifica and that was the first skate park. I skated yeah and then I just I was hooked immediately and I actually maybe a couple months after I started skating I mean when I get into something I do it like every day until Uh I'm good at it right um so I did I went like every day and I went to go get a new skateboard because it was just a tiny little zip singer you know Uh and I went into deluxe and Matt was working and he sold me um I think it was an anti-hero Cardiel board. And uh, Eric Shea was there. And that's where I met him. No way. Whoa. At Deluxe. Worlds collide. And he told me about his band. And then I went to see Hot Lunch at the the Knockout, actually. Mm. 2005-ish? Six-ish, maybe? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we started skateboarding together. And that's how I met a lot of the same folks that we know. Oh, Mutually, really? yeah. Through Eric? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Hot Lunch is a great band. Uh, yeah. Ooh. They're a really great band. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite live bands to see from the Bay Area, for, for sure. For sure. The drummer is always amazing. Yeah. Like his antics and he's, everything. He's, he's epic. Actually, my husband used to be in a band with him. Oh, really? Yeah. Rob played guitar for that band, Sonic Love Affair. Really? SLA. Yeah, my husband's the drummer. And what did Rob play? He played guitar. Oh, mm-hmm. sick. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's such. He's a really good guitar player, too. Nice. Also a maniac in that <laughs> sense, too. Yeah. yeah. So when you your upbringing, like, what kind of music were you listening to, like, growing up with your mom? Or, like, you know, when you're younger, what was being played that was out of your control? That's a really great question, and I feel really fortunate because my mom had incredible taste in music. Uh, We had a lot of vinyl. Um, It was all like really great music from the 60s and 70s and even some from the 80s. But, you know, like Big Brother and the Holding Company and The Doors and Van Morrison and The Beatles, The Stones. Like I grew up on all the classic rock stuff. Uh Bob Seger. So you had music playing around you a lot. It was constant. Uh Yeah. And we traveled a lot. We took a lot of road trips, cross-country drives, and it was always, like, every classic rock station. Oh. Yeah. And when I was growing up, like, my mom was a singer, so I was always singing, too. And I think I got it from her, my grandma, too. But um, we'd always just sing to all the, you know, songs on the radio. And I have this, like, weird memory for just lyrics I can remember like a lot of lyrics I have like this crazy catalog in my brain so um, 
yeah if we go on a road trip ever i'll sing you all the words to all the classic rock i have that same catalog except for mine are all wrong (laughs) so did you start playing music when you were younger like did you take up any instruments oh yeah i started playing guitar when i was about 13 Mm. yeah that was your first instrument Mm -hmm. first and kind of only i took violin lessons for like a minute it just never stuck i didn't have the dedication concentration for that guitar came easily for me so i just kept up with that i'm not a shredder by any means but i've just always played rhythm guitar and then when did you like kind of get the confidence to be like "Mm, i want to like either play on your own or play in a band or i don't know what came first oh well playing in bands came first and it's funny because just last year was the first time i will admittedly say that I've got the confidence to start my own thing. (laughs) (laughs) It took me a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But I've got my own band now, which is awesome. It's, it's really fun. But I started playing in bands, um, like right before I left New Mexico, I took a hiatus for a while. And then my friend Donnell, who I met here, um, she asked me to play in her band with her. And we did for a couple of years and we made a record. Nice. And I played, like, dobro. Do you know what that is? Uh-uh. It's a guitar that you sit on your lap and you play with a slide. Oh, yeah. But it's like a bluegrass kind of an instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I played that, and I played banjo um, and played guitar, too. Well, and what was the name of that band? Maribel Phoenix. Oh. Yeah. So um, that was kind of the first... Yeah, that was the first, like, San Francisco band that I played in. And funny, funny enough, we played, uh, I think it's uh, Calyx, the berkeley radio station oh, yeah. yeah we played um a little live show in calyx and we had one caller and it was toad <laughs> yeah and it was like yeah noel maribel <laughs> phoenix play this one song and i can't even remember the name of the song but he was like our biggest fan shout out to toad shout out toad <laughs> shout out um and we played like a show at Edinburgh Castle and at the Eagle and stuff, and he came to a couple of them. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Toad's always He's down to support. He uh, hit me up, actually, because do you have a show coming up? I did. Um, we I play with Shannon Shaw from uh, Shannon and the Clams, uh-huh. her solo band. I play guitar and sing with that band. And we were going to play this little music festival called Rocks in Your Head. Uh-huh. Sonny Smith from Sunny and the Sunsets. He's got this record label now, oh. and he put on this show. But unfortunately, the show had to be postponed due to, like, I think it was low ticket sales or something. But it was in Arinda in the theater there, and I tagged Toad. I was like, dude, it's in your neighborhood. you yeah. got to come to this. So yeah, yeah, Toad hit me up. He's like, dude, there's a show. In my, I think I can make it. <laughs> we got to support. I forgot to tell him that it didn't happen. I'm, I, sure, I'm sure he found no, out. No, I, I did tell him, and then he hit me back. He's like, are you 100% sure? Oh, sorry, like, buddy. <laughs> uh, so is that not going to be rescheduled? It's going to be rescheduled for October, but I think they're moving it into the city. Mm, I know. I was excited to play Arinda. I love Arinda. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Apparently Toad does too. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome that he's there. I know. they got. I wonder you- if he has an issue with the leaf blowers. He has an issue with turkeys. turkeys? Wild turkeys? Oh, wild turkeys. Yeah. There's this really weird video that's going around online that uh, some of the locals in Orinda made this little like public service announcement sort of documentary where um, they're trying to get the 
county or whatever to ban leaf blowers because they're oh. too loud really? and they're disturbing the peace and um <laughs> they even have like psychiatrists on there saying that like oh it's disturbing to like people's mental health and no they way. have like scientists on there saying oh the particles from the leaves is that basically fuck your gardener like it's it's fuck your brown gardener because it's like the only one in you know yeah the county Damn, I wish they would the do community. that to the Uniwheel guys or Uber. Or I know, God, it's the or the birds. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, it's so crazy. Yeah. I work in the Castro, uh-huh. and um, it's so weird just to see how much the city's changed. And I don't want to be, you know, one of the many people who are like, oh, fuck San Francisco, it's changed so much because I don't even live here anymore, you yeah. know. But it, it's weird because I still work here, and I've, I've was here for a really long time just to see how much it's changed the uniwheels yeah. like i actually have patients who come in like basically like mall grabbing their weird like electric skateboards and i'm all Ooh. oh man the other, silently judging the them. other day i i hit up my friend barker and i was like hey uh i'm losing it um i i got out i got in the elevator today and there was a fucking unowheel guy in my fucking elevator and he's like i think part of your problem is you have an elevator <laughs> i was like touche <laughs> it's true yeah, yeah it's 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 interesting but what's some of the things that you miss about san francisco you live in sacramento or outside of sac or i live in sacramento in proper sac- yeah uh-huh. Um, well, it's certainly not this terrible weather. Mm. <laughs> you you love the hot? Well, it's it's really, really hot in Sacramento right now. Like, too hot, but mm. it's short-lived. It's like a couple months out of the year. Mm. But, I mean, I'll leave Sacramento and it's like, you know, 80-something. And I'll get here and it's like 56 degrees and foggy and cold and windy. Yeah. And it's just, it's depressing. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I don't miss it. What do I miss about the city? Mostly, like, a lot of the good music venues. Mm. There's so many that have closed or turned into something else. Mm-hmm. Like the affordable, cute little mom-and-pop restaurants, you know? Right. Um, there's a lot of, like, weird novelty shops now. Um, like, Valencia Street is basically like Melrose Street. It's really weird because I lived on Valencia Street in a studio apartment when i was 19 and it was like right at the time when ritual was opening so i remember Uh like the first few days that they opened the doors i was um like making beignets and i like brought them over next door i was like hi neighbor welcome to the neighborhood here's some beignets they're like here's some coffee and i just became friends with people you know it was just more neighborhoody and accessible you know and it's just weird like there's stores on valencia that just sell like four things you know but it's sad but it is it happens to a lot of metropolises you know and it's just the times we live in definitely how long have you been in sacramento five years now so do you have like favorite do you have like go-to restaurants oh yeah there's a lot of good food it's the farm to fort capital yeah what's your spot um, I really like Tower Cafe. It's a classic. Okay. Um, it's right inside the Tower Theater, and it's got this really amazing courtyard outside, like overgrown plants, and it's beautiful, and it smells nice, and they've got really good food. There's a really good, it's weird, and this sounds kind of douchey saying, but this like, gluten-free restaurant, but they have really amazing food. It's called Pushkin's. Hmm. Um, they have a good ramen place called Shoki. 
Terrible service, amazing ramen. Yeah. yeah. Great food. What about you got a river spot? Hell yeah. Actually, <laughs> this weekend we're doing a float down the American River. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I did it a few weekends ago for a friend's birthday. Uh, we actually just Ubered to the spot. Uh-huh. It's that close. And you, you know, pump up your floats and you get in the river there and then you float down two and a half hours to this cool beach. You can just park your car there. The river moves pretty slow, so it takes a no while. Way. Yeah, and we just tied all our tubes together and had a little cooler. Whoa, yeah. what day are you doing that? Saturday, you want to come? We're going to go Sunday. Ah, shit. Yeah. Well, you're invited if you want to come early. Okay. Yeah. Rad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're spending the night in SAC this weekend. I oh, think. nice. Yeah. Where are you staying? I don't know. Okay. Some place where there's a guy that does a little sketch of you if, I don't know, he's like a cartoonist or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want to see I don't that. Really, yeah, I don't know. It's a caricature thing or something. Oh, cool. Yeah. If you need any restaurant recommendations besides what I told you, like more downtown stuff, I can give you those too. It's going to be hot. I know. <laughs> I know. And then two weeks after that, we're going to a funeral up there. And I was oh. like, fuck, a funeral in sacks. Yeah, brutal. But yeah, it'll be fun. We just got back from Texas. Mm. So it's kind of similar, I think. You're acclimated a yeah. little bit. So getting back to the, the music thing, mm-hmm. after the first band, then what was next after that? Um, Sweet Chariot actually with eric with shea. eric shea really yeah how did that happen well he had been wanting to play something a little bit like slower than hot lunch you uh-huh. know and he's really loves like the americana style music so he was working on some songs and we talked we would always talk about music so i was like yeah let's try and play some music and i think actually andreas trolf got together with us for the first time he was he playing banjo no way yeah, I didn't it was know just that. like one night we got together oh. it was like jammed at a house party and um i mean this is how my memory works but i could be a little bit incorrect about all the details but and then eric and i were just like yeah this sounds great we could sing really well together so we just kept it rolling and then we found some other people to play music with chris guthridge and rob from hot lunch played yep. drums with us yeah. Nice. Yeah. And so you were a part of the Sleepless Nights. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the tribute to Graham Parsons. Yeah. Yeah. That was so fun. I think the first one I played was probably like 2007, I think, with Maribel Phoenix, actually. Oh. Yeah. That was such a great show. I hope that Eric continues to do it, but, you know, he's not living here anymore. Yeah. But he did that for a long time. I think he said rest in peace because of the vent. Something happened, I oh, think. Oh, Great American or Chapel? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the Great American. Mm-hmm. Who owns that? Boss Gags or something? Mm-hmm. He does, right? I think that and Slims, too. Yeah. Toad and I went and saw, I don't know what year, but we The def- one with Katie, Katie Knox playing bass, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that was on the trife. Yeah. Yeah. What, what year was that? Do you know? Um. Let's see. I think it was 2014. What? what no, band? no, no, no. Sorry. I think 2013. And what was the name of that project? That was actually um, just a band that I put together because I wanted to play it and just do my own thing. Oh, just yeah. for that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think at that point, my friend Chris and I were um, working on something called Sour Flower, mm-hmm. which is his, his project. But for this, I was like, I want to take you guys from Sour Flower, but I want to front it. So it was right. a mashup. It was fun. Okay. Yeah. 
Right. That was probably one of the funnest shows I ever played. That one? Yeah. I was there. Katie was on bass. She was killing it. Uh, yeah. Geez. My friend Joel Robineau was playing keys. It, yeah, it was really fun. Toad hit me up to ask you what your favorite genre is. It's a hard question. I know. I have, st- I, I don't know, man. I have, I have a lot. Currently, what I'm playing in my personal band, which I'm obsessing over right now, is like Honky Tonk and Outlaw Country. Uh-huh. Which I'm, yeah, I really love. But I love rock and roll. I love soul music. I don't know. That's a hard question, Toad. Why Come do you on. have to pick one, I, right? Yeah, I don't want to pick one. Uh, I got a couple of this or that for you. Okay. Uh, the first one is pointy nose or round nose? Well, I would say round nose forever. But we were just in Virginia visiting my husband Jerry's mom. And in Charlottesville, they have this in incredible skate park it's pretty new and it's really amazing but i didn't bring my board and jerry had his and he's got the hot lunch pointy nose one (laughs) and i wrote it and it was amazing so i don't know i might have a change of heart well i was actually talking about humans (laughs) (laughs) pointy nose nose. every time pool coping or metal coping pool coping all day long Chris or Rita, referring to Christofferson and uh, Coolidge. Oh, Christofferson, <laughs> Rita. Harley or Honda. Funny you should ask. My I have both of them currently. My first like motorcycle that I still have is a 1970 Honda CL 450, called Baby Bok Choi. She's a little green machine, and I love her so much. But she's old and needed a lot of work, and I always had to kickstart her, and she wasn't super reliable. So in May, I bought a 1200 Sportster Harley, and I'm obsessed with it. I love it so much, and I can take it on the freeway and go long distance and go a lot faster, Yeah, and it feels a lot more reliable. So... I'd have to go with Harley right now, <laughs> but I love them both. I know, I'm a traitor. How long have you been riding a motorcycle? Uh, 2014, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so a little bit. Not, I'm not like... You feel could, totally comfortable on I the feel freeway? Pretty, yeah, I feel comfortable now on the freeway with the Sportster. Mm-hmm. I didn't before. I was pretty terrified. But yeah, I feel pretty good about it now. The last one is Telecaster or SG? I have both. Oh. My first one was the SG that I used to play in my other band, Magic Trick. And it's light, it just feels really good. I love playing it. Um, the action's incredible. It, the sound, the tone is incredible. But for the type of music I'm playing now, the telly, it's a lot heavier. I actually have this really cool telly that my friends Nick and Sarah gave me for as a wedding present. Mm-hmm. It's um, modeled after the Whalen Jennings Telecaster, so it's wrapped in le- tooled leather. Oh. It's really, really beautiful. That already sounds cool. Yeah, it, sound, like it sounds Madonna incredible, Inn too. guitars. Exactly. It to- <laughs> yes, it totally is. <laughs> it sounds amazing. I love it. What's the difference between a Telecaster and a Stratocaster? Is Strat just a, is it a cheaper or just a different It's a shape? different body shape, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. And Tellys are just better (laughs) they are are. well i guess anyone could argue that but yeah can we go to a um song by maybe magic i don't know one of your older bands we can absolutely let's do it all right what do we got let's see you want to do magic trick i held the ring is a good one 
We can do that one. And away we go.
Nice. Thanks, buddy. Who is all in that? So that's my friend Tim Cohen's brainchild. He's the singer-songwriter of The Fresh and Onlys. And that's my friend Alicia, who's playing bass and singing backing vocals with me. She's actually the bass player and backup singer from my current band, um, Noel and the Deserters. And my friend James Kim is on drums. That's pretty much us. We have some people who join us from time to time, but that's the base of our band. Is that band still playing? Well, we've taken a long hiatus, but we played a show last year. Yeah. We text each other occasionally when a show comes up, and if we can all make it work, we do. So how do you think this whole thing is going so far? Are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I was really nervous, but I feel like it's going well. You're easy to talk to. It's like... We haven't seen each other or talked to each other in a while, but it's like just yesterday. Exactly. Okay. I like that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a quick time out, hear from some of our peeps, and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When is someone going to interview you for this? Funny you should ask. My birthday is in October, Mm -hmm. and I'm having a trip planned for me that I don't really know by my girlfriend, Cheryl, who's also the executive director of the show. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. (laughs) Yeah, so she is going to be interviewing me on my birthday on this trip and i think maybe people can send in questions and she'll pick from some of the best ones she'll have her own of course and uh i don't know and if i approve of it we'll air it (laughs) (laughs) oh the heat is on i think that's awesome that she's going to be the one interviewing you she's really into it she's my biggest fan she uh listens to every episode the day they come out and then that evening she she comes home from work and gives me the strong points and the low points. The critique. And yeah, it's great. Cool. It's like a learning process with your partner, which mm-hmm. is really rad. And just like you were talking about earlier, I think I obsess about things a lot. Like I'm doing this for the first time and it's every week and I'm just diving into it and really stoked on it. Mm-hmm. So I do catch myself okay enough about my podcast. Like, yeah. yes, we have other things to do in life, you know. But uh, yeah, it's been cool. So yeah, I don't know if anyone really wants to hear me answer questions. But I want to hear you answer that's questions. What's Absolutely, <laughs> that's awesome. Mm. You've put a lot of work into this. I've listened to a lot of them. It's really good. Like in this world where everything's so negative and critical, it's really cool to have something because there's no comments under these. It's just like, here's the podcast. Mm-hmm. And nobody can be like, your voice sucks or fuck this or blah, blah, blah. That ge-. It's like, listen no. to it or don't. Yeah. yeah. And I don't care like about your. Make comments and it's like first because they're first. Yeah. Fuck, I don't care. Did you like it? Maybe I kind of care, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Yeah. So anyway, good. Long story long. <laughs> <laughs> what are what's like one of your all time favorite places to go on a date in in uh, SF? Like 
whether it be a location or a restaurant or mm. the park or I would say I've been trying to talk Jerry into coming into SF for one night to do this with me but I love going down to the Embarcadero and going to Hog Island in the ferry building mm. and having oysters and their amazing clam chowder that chowder's good so good and just walking around down there and then going to see a movie at the embarcadero Ooh, one yeah that's a good one-two yeah, punch absolutely all right but i mean there's plenty of places but i'd say that's number one just for experience for like the whole experience but uh restaurants for a date i love emmys right next to blue plate yep. that's blue plate on mission street shout out shout out <laughs> and that used to just be my old hood you know when i lived on kingston street with right. tracy and halsey and andreas and oh, like yeah. i remember just going to emmys all the time that was my spot and blue plate for sure yeah, yeah. for sure you know freddie yeah he just moved out of that place. Oh, really? Last weekend. Oh, wow. I think Kingston he was, Street's still going strong, but huh? But he was the last. He was the last. Of the Mohegans. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. I know. So many people went through that house. So many people. So many good times in that house. Mm. Um, I know for a long time you were working the bar over, what is it, Thieves Tavern or Whiskey Thieves? Whiskey Thieves. Whiskey yeah. Thieves. I mean, I worked at Thieves Tavern and I worked at the other one, the Blind Cat, for a while too. But Whiskey Thieves was like my bar right. Yeah, that I worked at for, gosh, 12 years. Have you ever served anyone famous? Jello. Jello come in there. Yeah. But I actually, I think I, I served him at the cast because I worked at Casanova and Hemlock too. I served Jello <laughs> in the Casanova. And actually, with my good friend Val, we used to bartend together. We had like a, a Monday night shift where we closed the bar and we pl just played dad rock the whole night. It was incredible. But Jello came in one night and he wouldn't leave the bar during closing time, so she had to kick him out. No way. He was really obnoxious. He's uh, not a good bar patron. Let me think. Anybody else famous? Maybe that I wouldn't have known, but that's like, yeah, mm -hmm. that's the guy. What about like, have you ever been like scared? Has there any ever been like some crazy shit that went down in the bar where you were like kind of scared that it was going to get like ugly? No, I got really lucky. There were a lot of sketchy things that went down at a lot of the bars that I worked at. But it was always like I had just left or it was on a night that I wasn't working. You had the like good I shifts. had a coworker who her ex-boyfriend went totally mental and like came into the bar with a gun. And it was like the night that I was working, but I had left. I mean, I had like some kooks from the street come in and like steal tips off the bar, but that's about it. I ha actually had one person get super drunk and fall back and crack their head open and had to, you know, get taken away by ambulance That's nothing too crazy well, i worked uh mostly happy hour uh. i had like the princess shift so uh. yeah i just like i had all my regulars i made buckets of money and had a good time as like sitting in my living room yeah. but it took me a while to get there you know sure but. are you able to talk about uh your fight with cancer yeah i don't i mean i don't mind i think i told you this before it's like it's not something that's on the forefront of my brain uh -huh. which is maybe survival mode, but um, it's definitely an experience that I went through that was pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got diagnosed with cancer at end of hygiene school. I went to school to be a hygienist. It was a two-year program. And was it 2006? 
2016? It was 2015. 15? Yeah. I went through all the treatment in 2016, but I had just moved from Oakland where I was living with Katie Knox, and I was going to hygiene school in um, Pleasant Hill, and I moved in with my now husband, Jerry, in Sacramento, so I was commuting, and it was the last year of my program. I graduated in May, and I got diagnosed in May, and I was getting married in September, so it was just like a lot, a lot uh-huh. all at once. Yeah, it was it was intense. I um, had a really, really incredibly rare type of cervical cancer that only 1% of women get, and um, I had to get a hysterectomy right away and go through eight months of chemo and radiation and all that. And the type that I had, like the prognosis for it is like 33% survival rate. 33? Yeah. (laughs) That was like the hopeful survival rate. Yeah. I just got really lucky and I caught it early and went through all the treatment and yeah. And now it's behind me. I'm, I guess, four years out now. I get a scan once a year now just to like make sure that I'm all good. But yeah. I think that we were talking a little bit through emails and stuff while that was going on. And I feel like maybe did you play a show kind of either during that or right after it? I actually did play another one of those Sleepless Nights shows. That's what it was. Every year Eric Eric was doing the Sleepless Nights, it's always been a benefit. And that year he chose for me to be the benefactor of that show because I had to, you know, I had just finished school. I wasn't working yet. I had like student debt, you know, so I, it's all just got thrown at me right away. So it was really helpful to have that. The community really showed up, you know, I didn't do like a GoFundMe or anything like that, but that was what I did. And I wanted to, I know I was so honored, but I also wanted to like be there and be present and, you know, give, you know, my, I guess, talent, you know, as a thank you, you know, um, and it was really incredible. I just remember like all of us, like, damn, she is a badass. Like, (laughs) this is a strong woman doing this. Thank you. I have no idea, but it feels like that was very brave and strong to do all that stuff when you were going through that stuff in your life. I don't know. I feel like you might surprise yourself. Like, one thing that I did do for sure when I got sick is I was like, okay, you know, I know that this is really risky. This might not turn out well, but you get this sort of like, fuck it, I'm going to live as much as I can right now, Uh you know? So I I did. I didn't actually ever stop. Like, (laughs) that's one thing I was like, hmm, maybe I should have relaxed and rested a little bit more, but I didn't. I played music throughout the whole time. I did work a little bit. I was working, doing hygiene at my current job. They let me work when I was feeling well enough. And I actually started volunteering because something I had always wanted to do was volunteer at an animal shelter. Oh, yeah. And I started, and I actually got really lucky because I didn't feel sick the whole time. So I would just go to the shelter and walk shelter dogs. And I would go, like, three to four days a week and walk dogs for, like, three or four hours at a time. And that was all, well, I was, you know, on the days that I had chemo, I wouldn't do it. That, for me, was huge because I needed something to focus on that was outside of myself. So I wouldn't, you know freak the fuck out (laughs) absolutely so i put a lot of my heart and my energy into that and it was such a gift 
And it's something that I do so passionately now. Like it's really transformed from me showing up to the shelter and walking dogs to like me being part of the, I'm like the fundraising committee for this program that I volunteer at at the animal shelter. I foster, like I get people involved. I, you know, work out adoptions for people. Yeah. It's like a humongous part of my life. I swear if I didn't have to have like consistent income, that's what I would do with all my time. You have dogs? Oh yeah. I have three. Three. I have three. Yeah. I've got two pit bulls and a chihuahua. Uh. The chihuahua is 13 years old and I married into her. Okay. But I love her so much. She's the, she rules the roost. She's the feistiest one of them all. (laughs) She's about 13 years old. Yeah. We have one, and we debate how old it is. Yeah. Because Cheryl got it from a dog rescue. Mm-hmm. So she's like, it's either like five, or six, seven, or eight. And I'm <laughs> like, it's either eight or 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got the little man's complex. For sure. Or a little woman's whatever. Absolutely. First tattoo. Do I have to? I have so many bad tattoos, my friend. It's so funny. My friend Shannon, who I play music with, I was uh, playing at this wedding in Oakland last weekend, and I had this shirt on, and like you can see a little bit of my tattoo, and she's like booping it. She's like, "Who's this?" Because it's like this face, and I'm like, "We don't talk about that. That's behind me." Uh-huh. Terrible pun because it's on my back, but <laughs> yeah, I have so many. Because I started getting tattooed when I was like 14. First tattoo, my uncle actually who had just gotten out of prison and had like done tattooing in prison gave me this like weird flaming cross on my hip and I've since got it covered up but yeah I like that one yeah I've gotten better taste in tattoos since then but not that much better (laughs) (laughs) favorite tattoo though is this one right here dead moon oh yeah fuck were you at that show that last one they did at the chapel chapel? yeah i was didn't i see you there yeah yeah i've filmed like two songs Mm -hmm. and it it's so moving yeah crazy i know they're so it was like all acoustic and he was just on his last legs yeah that's the kind of love everyone should strive for right yeah that that kind of partnership and like yeah doing music like that together and just like raising a family just always being you know true to who you are Mm -hmm. together in a partnership so cool you ever seen the documentary no i need to dude you have to see Uh, it yeah Yeah, we love documentaries too put that on your list you love it right after the wu-tang oh yeah (laughs) i'll put that on my list (laughs) yeah four episodes i'm halfway through everything must go if you guys want to buy any skateboard videos i got a lot of dvds here they're all for sale so just (laughs) whatever you want hit me up and we can work out a price you got a five dollar bin not yet we got the storm that one's going for like 45 oh damn yeah we're going high dollars first (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about the new project oh it's called Noel and the Deserters. Mm-hmm. It's a honky-tonk kind of outlaw country band. My husband, Jerry, is the drummer. Oh. My friend, Alicia, who I play in Magic Trick with, is the bass player singer. My friend, Chris, who I used to play with in Sweet Chariot with, is the guitar player. And his wife and my good friend, Tex, sings. And then I've got a friend, Joe, who lives in Grass Valley, and he plays pedal steel. And um, we've only played a few shows, but I'm trying to write a record right now. 
Nice. Yeah, I was always super blocked thinking that I wasn't a songwriter because I was just nervous and shy that I didn't have enough to say or that it had already all been said. Uh-huh. But I sat down with myself one day and I'm like, you know what, if you're ever going to do it, it has to be now, you know, and stop knocking down all the good ideas you have. Yeah, maybe it sounds like something else, but just roll with it. Sure. And what's come out lately, I'm actually really proud of and I really like. I just had to get a little deep with myself and realize that I have a lot of great stories to tell. I've lived a full, interesting life and um, really inspired by landscape and places that I've lived. So... Um. I call it Southwestern Honky Tonk because I'm from New Mexico. Yeah. What are some of the song titles? I wrote one. The first song that I wrote is actually for my stepson, Gio, and it's called Some Men. I wrote a song called Our Love's Got a Cold. Uh, I wrote a song called Taos, New Mexico, about my little hometown. Um, Yeah, those are the main ones right now. Yeah, I've got like three or four more. And have you done any recording? Yeah, I've done, I actually recorded some on Monday, but I got a SoundCloud and I've got like one proper recording. My friend Chris, who plays guitar, he's recording for me. And then I put a couple um, like rehearsal uh, recordings on there just to, you know, have people see what's up because I'm not quite there with recording yet, but yeah. Yeah. What's the um, SoundCloud? It's called Noel and the Deserters. Neat. I, won't, I can't wait to hear it. And then, do you have any shows coming up? Soon. I want to do something maybe like Old Princeton Landing and Half Moon Bay or oh. like Winter's Tavern, like so small little venues like that. I don't know if it's appropriate or not, but what about that Grass Valley weekend coming up that like, uh, I think uh, Jake from Pins of Light, he's going up there to play with his band Psychic Hit or something and... Is that too, like, No, I mean, I would love to play Nevada City. Absolutely. I love it up there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. I should check it out. I absolutely love Psychic Hit, by the way. Can yeah. I just give a shout out? There? Shout yeah. out. We played a show with them at the chapel, and that was the first time I saw them, and they're so good. I know. Talk about, like incredibly talented women musicians and of course jake's great too and yeah. the drummer's incredible but those girls really rip right yeah and they don't rip for girls they just rip in general they're so good and the nicest people too so jake hit me up and i i had him on the podcast and we were talking about it and he was just so excited about the band i hadn't heard it yet and i was like this guy is like Jake's a really good guitarist he's and he's incredible. in a lot of he plays with a lot and he was like dude I had to like ask I saw this band and I had to ask if I could be in it it was so good I was like wow this is J-. and then I heard it, I was like wow yeah so yeah he's stoked it seems like everything they've been it's playing right a lot of shows alley for sure um so you haven't seen them yet no I we need should to. go yeah I'm they're down. gonna play soon well i'm actually gonna be out of town for their next show but we should go yeah to their shows. i think they just played at the park side mm-hmm. sorry jake that sorry, was really jake. too far from my house <laughs> <laughs> it's way too far from my house oh, oh. can't you just play like a wednesday night somewhere <laughs> yeah do you consider yourself feminist yeah can we talk about that 
help maybe get your opinion on things that I'm thinking. Okay. Because what I'm trying to do is become, I want to be the number one feminist podcast in all of skateboarding. That's my goal. Can I just get a high five for that? Yeah. And I want to know what I need to do and how to sincerely do that. Like, not like this is not a gimmick or anything. It's like, my girlfriend has introduced a lot of things to me and we've had debates and I've stuck up for things that, you know, whatever, but like I'm learning a lot. And so I love talking to other girls about things and we laugh a lot where I have these unwritten rules that everyone's, no one knows and everyone's making up on the fly because it's like, wait, how am I supposed to know that? You yeah. know? And I was like, let's educate people. Mm -hmm. The gender thing was like a huge one for me. I was like, how am I supposed to know that they don't want to be called he or she? Like, we need this to be like a thing, you know, or, or whatever. Instead of to argue and critique and, and fuck. And judge. Yeah, all that shit. Like, why can't we educate one another and say, look, this is why. Well, I think that's amazing that you strive towards that thank you because it's really important and i think the best thing that you can do to achieve that is just to keep asking questions right. because it's not insulting if you don't know assuming you know calling someone the wrong thing just be like i don't know can you tell me because yeah. i don't want to insult right. anybody i feel like that's the most earnest and thoughtful way of going about it ever and i think for you with being the most feminist podcaster in skateboarding, just keep interviewing the ladies. All yeah. the all the ladies you've interviewed have been amazing. You yeah. know, they have so much to say. Here's this a simple example. Men make way more money than women in soccer. Mm -hmm. The women won the World Cup. Mm -hmm. They're getting so much praise and attention, but they're not they're getting not the financial exactly. benefits that the men... But here's the thing from my perspective. Why is it a comparison? Like it shouldn't be like the men should be penalized. It should be the women should be enhanced. Absolutely. Like if the men make $50,000, the women should make $50,000. You don't want the pendulum to go so far that now the other side is angry. Yeah, like, resentful. Let's even the playing field for everyone. No one's angry anymore, but I get it. There's a long history. Wouldn't that be the, the solution? I think so, but I don't think anyone thinks of it like that. I think they think of it as like, my people have been persecuted forever. Now it's your turn? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but don't I'm know. throwing They're it really, out there. really, really hard times that we live in, and you're right. Like, everything's very delicate. Elevate people, yeah. you know, elevate the people who aren't where they should be. You know, but don't put other people down. In the meantime, this is a level playing field, you know, right. equality, obviously. It's yeah. easier said than done. But I think just we as humans and people in our society, we just have to do everything we can just to raise each other up. I feel like something happened in the last couple. Well, a lot I know has what happened. happened. <laughs> We know what happened. We know what happened. But yeah. It's Is it just, okay to say fuck Trump on, yeah, <laughs> on your podcast? Of course. Jesus Christ. You can say anything here on the podcast. I don't really have these conversations all the time, but I'd like to slowly have smaller 
can you help me a little? Yeah. Oh, you did. Cool. All right. Now back to our program. Yeah, I think it's important to talk about. And I think the fact that you want to know because you want to just be a better person and be better at what you're doing. Yeah. I think that's you're on the right track, my friend. And that's my segment, Schmitty Get Deep. I love it. <laughs> Keep it going. Uh, I don't know. Um, switching gears over back to your band. Mm-hmm. Was the name influenced by the trio with Eric Shea, the deserters? Well, actually, no. But there was a moment when we talked about being the high deserters as a band name before Sweet Chariot came around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I grew up in the high desert of New Mexico. Uh And I was thinking about something that could be, you know, I mean, we thought of so many different names for my current band, but I was like, we had to do a little band bio for a show that we were playing. Uh And I was like, I don't know, the so-and-so, the this and that, and the deserters came and it just felt right and it sounded right. So, but I didn't steal it from our <laughs> previous thought because it's a totally different name, <laughs> but it sounds similar for sure. Was that an Eric Shea question? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eric, I love you. Remember we were in Sweet Cherry together? Are you your biggest critic? Absolutely, 100%, yes. Right. Yeah, it's I always think- been that way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably the same. So when you're trying to decide on like a song or like in this case, the band name Mm -hmm. was the only way that you could come to a definitive answer was to have pressure. Like we have to have it done. Like otherwise you'd still be going back and forth. Like, "Eh, I don't like, "Eh." I really function under pressure. Yeah. Like I do, I get a lot done when there's a deadline for Uh, sure or something needs to happen. Absolutely. mm. Yeah. But um, because otherwise I'll just sit there and be like, oh, I don't know. It's not good enough. You know, I'll just put this down. I'll put it to bed for a little while and come back to it and I never do. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. What was one of the happier times that we all had together as a unit? God, there were so many. Yeah. I mean, they all involved bars or Potrero. One know? I really liked was, I think, did we camp at Gus's? Mm-hmm. And we went to the Yuba River? Yeah. Like that one mm-hmm. spot, that ri- that one swim spot they had. Yeah, right under the bridge there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. That was a pretty good-sized group of people. That was a really good-sized group. And it was maybe my first time to that spot, and yeah. I've been back a bunch since. Mm-hmm. That was a good time. I think, did we go to Cooper's that night, too, to see? Yeah. Who did we see? I'm, I feel like maybe Hightower. It might have been Hightower. Because I think also they had the loop at Gus's warehouse, mm-hmm. the, the full pipe. Yeah. The wooden full pipe. Yep. And then I think somebody was there and almost died. The board shot around almost over the uh-huh. head. Uh, and then we went to talk or uh, Jack in the Box, and I bought twenty dollars worth of tacos, which was forty tacos. Oh my god, I remember that! <laughs> Holy shit, that was crazy! I remember the tacos. Yeah, and we skated wow. Gus's uh, bowl. He's got in his back. Yeah, I have an issue with that bowl. I've always wanted to skate it, and I I think it's amazing. I remember there had been a few times. I remember one morning. I, 
woke up and I put like full pads on. <laughs> I like went up and I was like, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna drop in because it's so steep. Yeah, you know. And I just I'm not that great. Yeah. And um, I was so fucking scared and I just never did it. So I would just like get in the bowl and roll around. That thing is gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. It's tight. And I actually Gus and his wife Leora and my husband and we all hang out a lot oh, really? yeah so we go up there probably like i wish we were just up there a couple of weeks ago and spent the night and we hang out, hang out on their property is with his them. mom still there yeah she's still there deanna wow. she's yeah. rad yeah, yeah good people shout good out people. to gus shout out to gus, gus and Leora. Valley. shout out but god we've had a lot of good times together yeah and with, i really miss tracy and Halsey. She's and moving to Portland, I guess. She's moving to Portland. I know I'm excited, like she's moving back here, but I mean, it's close enough. It's a lot closer than New York. Have you seen Katie since she's. Been? I saw Katie a couple weeks ago, just for one night. She was in Oakland. Oh, yeah. uh, she didn't know how long she was going to be there, and she just like posted something, and I went over f- and hung out with her for an hour. Yeah. Last summer, uh, Jerry and I went to Stockholm to visit some friends, and then we flew up to Umeå, which is where she lives, so we stayed with her for a day. Oh, you've been to her place? Yeah. No way. Yeah, it's incredible. That's a real friend. She really lives like in an incredibly magical place. It's like super northern sweden it's pretty crazy yeah it's really magical she's doing so good katie's great beautiful little family i know how can we wrap it up we're gonna listen to one of your songs for sure Mm -hmm. is there any other things we should talk about that we haven't talked about well we should talk about who else you should interview that's a good thing yeah Yeah. who would you who who should i well i think andreas trolf would be really fun okay is he on your list yeah actually we do have a list too okay good yeah i miss that guy that's someone who i don't though because i only can do him in person that's my rule when are you gonna do cardiel i don't know john when are we doing that one come on john well here's the thing i do know tommy guerrero is number 40 okay Bryce Knights is number 43. Nice. I'm number 50. And I hope that Alyssa Steamer and Jason Jesse are the last two, 51 and 52. What about Rob Welsh? Rob Welsh is saying 69. Oh, that's right. I actually stayed over at his and Tori's house the other night, and we talked about the podcast. And I was like, dude, you got to do it. I think I do remember him saying he'd be 69. to his credit, is... Besides the executive director, he might be one of my biggest supporters, too. He hits me up all the time with constructive criticism. I like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I love, I don't know if I can say this enough, but I love for people to text me, email me, call me and say, hey, dude, I like this or I don't like this or you should do more of this or do less of that. I just want to make these better. And when people are stoked on it, I'm stoked, especially when they're my friends. So that's how I do that one. Hell yeah. There's some dream ones that would be like uh, me and Farmer talked about uh, Bill Murray would be, I think, my ultimate. Jesus. Shut it down. I know. I remember that episode, actually. And I was like, that's a pretty good dream goal. That's that's the high one. I think I'm going to interview the guitarist for Morrissey when Morrissey plays here. Because he's friends with Jesse Tobias. He's friends with... um, Tony and kind of I've become friends with him through Tony. Maybe Doug Marsh from Built to Spill said he was going to do one. This is not just for skateboarding by any means. Shannon, if she wants to, I'm down. I'll ask her. Yeah. I'm sure she'd love to. Well, I don't want to say that. She's she's shy like me too, but she might want to. Yeah. 
I love doing them on the road. Like when I go somewhere, I'm like, who do I know there? Okay, that this is going to be fun doing one. Like I did two in Dallas and two in Austin. That that's just so cool. Like that's you're cool. like, yeah, it's fun doing it in other yeah. people's and like getting to know their like what's your favorite swim hole out here or whatever. Oh man, you Barton know? Springs, right? Yeah, did that's, you go? Yeah. Epic. All day. Right. Oh, I was the best yeah. it was the only time i've only been there one other time where it wasn't south by southwest mm-hmm. like i go every year for that through work but not having all that craziness i love austin it's so such much. a great city it's one it of really the best it doesn't feel like texas yeah it's incredible didn't you guys do a, a chili bowl there yeah wow i remember that year it i was, was bummed that i couldn't go it was maybe the best it was I'm going to say for sure it was the best one. That makes me sad that I missed it, but I'm glad it happened. Do you think it'll ever come back? I don't think so because I think, well, it could come back if it was to be elsewhere, but or maybe different politics. But I think right now San Francisco especially is way too expensive for mm-hmm. their permits and all that. Yeah, that's what I remember Toad saying that. And then Toad just had so many problems with like, fights and just all this other weird stuff that was out of his control that was a bummer to him and also he had to pay money out of his own pocket and it was just like dude i'm doing all this for just the love of it and then on top of it i'm getting fined and like penalized and it was just like i think it just was too much i wish we could just go back to crocker and do it like under the radar style Mm -hmm. i went to the first one at um Petrero. I never went to a Crocker one. Actually, uh, Salmon made me skate in the first Petrero no chili bowl. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the coach. Coach you. Yeah. I had only been skating for like five months or something, and he's like, we need more girls. Get in there. And I was yeah. like, I don't want to. I'm so scared, but I did it. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I didn't expect to win, but I did it. It was fun. Uh, I, lo- I miss those. Yeah. Those were the best. Were. I would just listen to the one you, the interview you did with Lizzie, and she was talking about the Chili Bowl. It's her favorite park, is Petrero. That's it's my favorite park too. Yeah. I don't know what it, there's something about that bowl. Uh huh. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's our local too. That makes it mm-hmm. easy to like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, um, what song should we listen to on the way out of here? Um, how about we listen to some men? Okay. Please look for Noelle out there. She's going to be playing shows. You definitely got to come out and support because Toad and I will be front row. <laughs> and you can high five us. What, yeah. better, what better thing to come out and see Noelle and high five us? Do it. So this song is by her new band. And it's called Some Men. Thank you so much for coming. Thank it's you, been Schmitty. My I love pleasure. You. It's been I love really you too. Fun. Great catching up. You too. Cheers. Thank you all for listening. Talk to you next week.
actually really incredible. You get to hang out with Schmitty and talk about the good old days and all the cool shit you're doing and catch up with him and all the cool shit he's doing. And he's really easy to talk to. He's got a big old smile on his face. You feel right at home. So return my messages. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Talkin' Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow up them charts. All the episodes will always remain free to my listeners, but if you'd like to help support the show, you can do so at our website, talkinschmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like stickers, beanies, hats, possibly even a t-shirt. The website has an entire archive of the episodes with extra photos and sometimes even video. If you have personal pics of our Talking Schmidt guests, please send them to me at epicallytrife at yahoo.com and maybe your photo will end up on the site or better yet on Talking Schmidt's Instagram account. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by me, Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature, and a special shout-out goes to my executive director, Cheryl Camisa. Shout-out. Until next week, this is Talkin' Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper. Talkin' Schmidt. Talkin' Schmidt. Talkin' Schmidt. <laughs> Talkin' Schmidt. <laughs>